0: We would like to give you a trigger warning. As in this episode, there are discussions of rape and sexual assault. If you are sensitive to these topics, we advise you not to listen to this episode. Hello and welcome hang back. On, hang, on, hang, on, hang on. I'm going gonna... <laughs> Don't kill me. I was about to ask a question and you started. You told me I'm gonna start! Two, episode five of the podcast as you can tell by the title this episode is very serious but me and sharky both knew we had to talk about this because of the more common it's getting unfortunately in life so if we do like have like laugh half through a sentence whatever like, awkward laugh it's probably because we're not the most comfortable talking about this I'm alright. Mm. Yeah. And we're both very tired. For us, it's the yeah, 30th. I just didn't sleep last night. Yeah. Which was a for us, it's the 30th of December. Yeah. And tonight. No, it's 31st. It's the 31st, mate. <laughs> and for us, last night was. Uh, tonight, I mean, is New Year's Eve. So we're not going to sleep two nights in a row, at least I'm not. But we're trying to stay on schedule because for us, the podcast comes out in four days. And for me, I, I wanted to do this episode more because I've got so many friends who are girls and I have friends who are boys. And like, even though it sounds stereotypical, which I, I hate saying, but like, because I have friends who are females, I felt, who are majority, that I wanted to do this more for them. Because, I, well, I do the same before my, my mates were males, but they're not. So, <laughs> it's kind of like a push on this subject because I want to protect my mates. Do yeah, Does that make any sense? Yeah. To me anyway. Good, that's one person. But I understand most things you say, so that's not saying much, is it? No. And I think the one thing that I want to push the most about this is that if you have been like raped or sexually sexually assaulted, it's not your fault. That's the most important thing to try and push, because... I, I I don't know. I don't know anyone who's been like raped or sexually assaulted. But the stories I've heard from it, the most one of the most common like signs after what happened, is that the victim blames himself, which isn't obviously isn't good. I don't know if it's the same with you, Sharky, but for me, I don't I don't like. I get why people do the stuff they do. <laughs> do you know what I you know was trying to say? Yeah. I can, I can never understand what goes through someone's mind. Which makes them that... Like... That makes them... What actually makes a person want to do that? What goes on in their puny little pea brain that makes them think that's okay? Exactly. Like... I don't get what goes into someone's head with me because once again I'm going off stories I've, o- I've only heard but what I've heard I've heard like stories about when it is the, the perpetrator them believing that the person the victim like deserved it or wanted it and to me that makes me feel sick because it's like it's if they believe they deserve it like themselves like, they deserve the person to want it which is disgusting (laughs) and because i have so many mates who first off we have so many mates who make jokes about this which is which really makes me feel sick because i'm like yeah i get you don't mean it in like a mean way but like you do not know the pain of someone who's been through that and you're joking about it yeah and that's why I get annoyed at people who are our mates who do make jokes like that. And everyone's like, oh calm down, it's just a joke. You can't take a joke. No. I don't like you joking about something as like as bad as that. Because yeah. so we have our mates saying like joking to each other saying they're gonna rape each other. Yeah. And Obviously, we know that they'd never actually do that to each, or at least not to each other. But it's the fact they're joking about something as serious as that, and they're just like, "Oh, yeah, it's fine." It's like, what, like, what goes through your mind to even think joking about? It's fine because our generation he's probably the worst for joking about these serious topics. Like, I can probably name like 11 of the episodes that we've filmed so far, uh, Sharky. I'll cut that out. I could probably name 10 episodes of the ones that we filmed, Sharky, that our mates or people in our generation, our age, have joked about. Yeah. And the reason why we're doing this is to kind of raise awareness of each topic to be there like these are the effects this is what it does to people this is what happens when you do when the stuff you're joking about actually happens. And I feel like for me with you, Sharky, I'm more worried for you because, like, <laughs> and that sounds—it's gonna sound stupid, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm worried. Because, I'm worried for you because, yes, you are non-binary, but you look like you look like. Oh, how do I even say this? Help me. You look like someone who's stereotypically more like involved with these two topics than others which is stupid because the next thing i want to do is just i found this basically a victim's survival story on a website called the survivors trust i go check it out because a lot of different stories on there. Not, not stories, but well, that is the word, but it's, yeah, it sounds victims' true stories about what happened to them. And I'm just going to read it to you guys, and we're going to reflect on it, basically. Our recovery began in late October 2021, but my story began years before, when I was 12. From the age, From the ages 12 to 14, I was sexually harassed, Assaulted and raped by all the people I considered close to me. A friend and a boyfriend. All who I'd met in school. The personal relationships kept me from accepting my resu- My assaults. At such a young age, I didn't believe the humi- that the humiliation, violation and pain I felt was something so awful. I was never taught what happened to me with rape. <laughs> I knew the age of consent, but my school failed to teach me what consent meant. That consent wasn't just a strong no. I was manipulated by my older peers to believe I had I had to. I owed it to them. And that what I had what I had to give in or, and that's what I had to give in order for older boys to like me. God. Um <laughs> It wasn't until a month before my seventeenth birthday that I sat with my cams worker at the time. And shared the events that haunted the corners of my mind. It was there in her office that I finally concluded that the, the events weren't... The, the event... There. Sorry. Mm. Concluded that the events weren't events. They were assault and rape. The words I, ra- I was raped by him never left my subconscious until that day. Oh, my God. And that verbal acceptance was what led me to, into my recovery, a recovery, a recovery, which was, e- which was easy some days, difficult other days, but is still going. I entered recovery, when I entered recovery, I began talking. The, the more I talked, the more I remembered. I remembered every time, every word said, and every feeling. I kept talking and sharing, and it helped. Hearing my story, finally being acknowledged, oh, God, and believed was freeing, because truthfully, in the beginning, I was caught in guilt, shame, and disbelief. I really really fought with my younger self mentally. I didn't want it to be true, but I knew it was, and that was the first uphill battle acceptance so I read similar stories I kept talking and in time I learned to accept and love myself even more oh the second battle was due to blaming myself how did I not know the truth all this time I got stronger with doing things I enjoyed weightlifting reading and going on walks I fell back in love with myself and life in doing so I found forgiveness in myself and that forgiveness, I knew it wasn't my fault. In time, I had won the second uphill battle. It is now the summer of 2022, and in September, I start my law degree, a career I want to pursue in order to campaign and work for a country that implements sexual offence laws and education that will keep people like my own 12 year old self safer. I'm strong, I'm determined, and I will wear my story every day but I will not be defined by the actions of others. There are days I struggle and on those days I keep going for the little me who deserves her friend, her school and her boyfriend. Deserve more from them, I mean, sorry. I keep on going because, because of her and every other person like her. No matter what, I fight for what we all deserve. That was published 18th of July 2022, this year. Or for us, it's this year. That is a lot. It's not until you read stories like those, you realise literally it could be anyone. Because, I don't know if you heard Sharky, but it was for her, it was her friend and her boyfriend. Two of the people who were supposed to be closest to her did something as vile as that. My God. Guys, I'm sorry if we're silent, but that's the first time we've read that story. And it's a lot for us as well, because as much as we're doing this to educate you guys, we're educating ourselves as we go through this. (sighs) Oh. Me and Sharky just said something to each other when we stopped recording for a second to have a, like, a breather about it. Um, If you think about it, that was full betrayal. Um, MJ's story. Fully betrayed by the people closest to her. Uh, why? I don't get... I don't get it. Like, why would you do that to someone you're supposed to love? I have no idea, Sharky. I don't know. I have literally heard it. Like, I don't get it. Like, if you. Especially because I know it's. Oh, it's, her, it's supposed to be her boyfriend, the person who loves her. It's supposed to be a friend who cares for her. Instead, they're making her feel uncomfortable. I don't... Oh. It makes me angry. I don't even know. It makes me angry. I tell. Weep, It makes me angry and I don't even know the girl. Do you know, it's just the fact I can't tell <coughs> someone as awful as that person who did that to her could do something like that. Um, the main message I'm trying to give out to you guys is if anything like that happens to you, it's not your fault. It is nowhere near your fault for anything that happens. Yeah. It's the it's fault. Really just it's the fault of the vile human being who dared to even think about it. Because no one deserves to do something to you without you wanting them to do it. Is the best way to put it. Yeah, no one, no one should be allowed to do that. It's your body, not theirs. That's the best way I can put it. And it. I think if it happens to you, if you're male, female, non-binary, gender fluid, whatever, still speak out about it because you don't deserve to suffer, especially with something as serious as this, you don't, get, you don't deserve to suffer on your own this is izzy's story another story i found on the survivors trust august 11th 2021 i was in california for a wedding i was so happy and excited at the time and overjoyed for this wedding a couple nights before my life changed forever to put it simply i was a victim of sexual assault i was confused young and a vulnerable little girl This night changed my life as I dealt with cops and had to go to the hospital for what felt like an eternity. The ups and downs that followed me and this tragic event are indescribable. A person I was close to at the time made it clear she did not believe me. Those words that she spoke that night now haunt me forever. But lots of work, but lot, wow but with lots of work and with support from my family and my sweet boyfriend i went i went to counseling and started tackling my trauma i was ready to fight after many interviews phone calls and emails with detective and da we thought we had it in the bag had all the evidence even dna proof he was arrested i knew that many cases of sexual assault do not win let alone go to court but I was determined for myself and other women to try and put this evil man away. Justice was all I could think about, so I continued to fight. He bailed out before his prem, 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 preliminary hearing, but I was so hopeful for my case to go to court. I continued practicing my story with, with my counsellor. I was prepared for the fight of my life. I'll spare you the details, of how horrible this past year has been, fighting legally and never getting closure while knowing he's still living a free life. One night, my boyfriend and I were on our way to church to see our sweet young adult friends. That's when we got the call, the call we had waited for, for approximately 337 days. All, all I heard were the words, we cannot press charges and that's when everything I fought for ended, or I thought so. I tell this story because I'm heartbroken that the justice system has failed me and so many women. I can't can't begin to explain how I feel robbed for so many different reasons, but me and my team fought. I know I gave it all I had. I am at a loss of how this chapter will close. It feels like a void. There are a lot of emotions, thoughts and feelings that that followed this dreaded news. What I will say is that counselling has helped me so much. I have learned to be okay with letting the victim's side, my story, come through. I have always been so hard on myself to stay strong, don't let the tears fall, and most of all, don't let anyone see my pain. Counselling taught me that it's okay to have my weak moments. I have learned there is strength in tears, and I have learned that it's okay to lean on a safe lean on safe people when i was when i was put in a fight or flight situation i did neither i froze and i want to make it clear to other survivors that froze you made it out alive your body protected you the best it could you did everything right and you are you are a survivor a survivor as well as this survivors of this kind of trauma should always remember it's never your fault you did not choose this, no matter what people say or don't say. I encourage counselling when dealing with my emotions this trauma. It can change everything about your story and help you realise what's happened to you. It was scary and valid. Speaking for, my, speaking for myself, there were many times I convinced myself it was not my fault. It was my fault. Sorry, I'm really looking at words. But counselling and the fact and the And the facts made it apparent to me that it was not I don't know how my story will impact anybody, but i need i know it needs to be told and if this story reaches you, I'm so proud of you and your strength and you haven't it, and if you haven't heard it from anyone else, I am so sorry this happened to you. You are a survivor, and I am a survivor that was published tenth of august twenty twenty two Another awful story, that's all I can really say on it, because they're all awful stories, I think you'll agree, Sharky. Yeah. And it's, it's awful to know that people like Izzy and MJ, and many people out there, don't like they don't win, as much as they're survivors and they, they know how they know that they don't they didn't deserve it. It wasn't their fault. They're the victims in it all. The awful people who did it to them still get away with it. Are still out there roaming free. It's awful. It's just really pissing me off. Hearing all of it, it's just like, I don't get how people can do that to someone. Makes them feel so insecure about themselves because of it. Makes them fe- make them then judge themselves, question themselves, and make them feel so, like, I guess, powerless. I don't get how people, someone can do that and walk away free, smiling, like, oh no, nothing happened, I didn't do anything. I find it so inspiring that people have the courage to come out with their stories and tell people and but if you haven't told people your story yet please speak out because i don't think any good person wants you to be suffering alone yeah I don't think I... I don't know how it's going to come across, but I can't film any more of this episode. It's making me feel sick, and I've not even had this happen to me. It's it's making me emotional, listening to all these stories and stuff. It's really eye-opening to how disgusting some people are. Because men, gender fluid, everyone else, female, non-binary, it's not just females who've been failed. There are, I know so many different stories of so many different type of people who've been failed to do with like rape no. and sexual assault. I've heard that happen and it is really just disgusting. So please speak out to someone because it is so important that you get the help you need. that's all for today me and sharky both hope this has opened your eyes to the reality of this i hope this has opened your eyes to the reality of this awful topic because it's so disgusting but you guys who have experienced it you guys got through it. You're survivors. It wasn't your fault. We're both so proud of all of you. We'll see you next week. Guys, I'm just editing the video where I am now. I realised, even though we were on about men's and females and everyone else sexual assault and rape stories and their experiences and what happens, we didn't actually read a men's story, so I decided to quickly film this story. It's Damien's story. Damien, aged 27, was sexually assaulted by his mother between the ages of 6 and 7. He was later sexually assaulted between the ages of eleven and twelve by three final year students at a boarding school with his father away a lot of the, a lot of the time in the defense forces. his mother, gen- generally distant Damien, was a very isolated child. He says he always felt that like his parents did not really want him and that this was because he was a bad son when he was six when he was six, and his mother began what he describes as excessive, touching, and fondling, he thought that it must be her way of showing affection, and did not realise that anything was wrong. Now he says, it wasn't right to do those things to me. When he went to boarding school, and it happened again, I just thought, it must be my lot in life, and that I had to put up with it. Damien says, although he tried to block out the memories by refusing to think about them, somehow, somehow, I always knew it happened. About three years ago, he came face to face with the memories he had been trying to block out for years. He had joined one of the armed forces, thinking that this would make him feel closer to his father. One night, overcome by a sense of powerlessness, when his his mates made the butt of their boisterous games, the memory refused to stay buried no longer. At the first thought, he was going crazy and sought psych- psychiatric help. In the early days, he attempted he attempted suicide, twice, recently Damien went back to his boarding school to confront the past. Since then, he has been having much sharper dreams. I wake up and I feel as though it had just happened. I'm living with these memories at the moment and I can't get them out of my head. He's constantly asking himself what he might have done. What he might have done to stop the assaults, and think that because they happened, I must be a bad person. Damien is seen accounts irregularly, and although the memories are still raw and the process is very painful, he's working his way through to a difficult, different understanding of himself and his past. I dream. I dream about one. I dream about one day having my own family, and giving my children all the things I never had. Sorry for stumbling. A more words. It's difficult for me to read that, <laughs> like like all the others are. It's just a lot to read because you don't realise like what effects it has on people till you read stories like this or you hear stories from other people around you. And it's a lot. It's really difficult to think about. Yeah, it's just something to and think about. If you have people in your life who do this to you or other people and you know about it, just speak out because there's so many people who you can save by doing that and you're basically saving someone that's the reality of it just be kind and think about like what your actions are and the people around you